All right, welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. This is the summer replays, uh, and this week I'm really excited. Um, my f- household, it seems like over this last year, has totally become like a hockey house, uh, and a major part of that is my my oldest daughter started playing this year, so we were like you know, driving her to the rink, dressing or getting her all dressed up in her skates and all of her equipment and taping everything up and all that fun stuff. Um, And, you know, corresponding with that was uh, watching the U.S. women's team play in the Olympics, uh, Denver University uh, winning the national championship, and now uh, the Avalanche making a run at the Stanley Cup uh, out here in Denver. Um, so I think we've just become kind of like hockey consumed. Hockey, uh, my daughter is like legitimately like obsessed. She loves it so much. Um, and it made me think about this episode that I'm going to release or re-release this week uh, with Amanda Pelkey. Um, it's an interview that I'm extremely proud of. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking to Amanda. It was unique for the podcast in that I think this is the only time we ever sat down and talked to somebody who has won a gold medal uh, in the Olympics. So, so yeah, I think it's an awesome episode. I hope you all enjoy it too. Uh, thank you guys for coming back for more summer replays. Uh, I hope you guys are you know, having a lot of adventures and really kind of embracing this time of year and all the things that it allows you to do in the outdoors. Uh, but yeah, let's just jump in. Uh, this is Like a Bigfoot podcast. This is a summer replay with Amanda Pelkey. This week, I am super honored, like truly honored to have Amanda Pelkey on the podcast. Um, And Amanda, like, I'm sure you've heard it from a billion people, but just the most congrats for for the last Winter Olympics last year. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Pretty epic. I mean, I can't even imagine, (laughs) as I'm sure most people can't. But uh, I still can't. So does it does it seem like <laughs> surreal almost? Um. Yeah, it does. I I think you know. Obviously, there was a lot that was put into accomplishing that goal. But there's you know there's also moments where you you know you kind of have to yourself that you think you know wow you know that that we actually accomplished what we. I mean, as a team collectively have dreamt about since we were really young. And as, as we all know how quick time flies by, it crept, it creeped up on us pretty quick. And, um, you know, to be able to get the job done and come together in unity and it's, it's pretty incredible. And I think still to this day, a lot of us, I know hopefully we'll be living the dream for the rest of our lives, reliving that moment. But, you know, when we all reflect back on it, it's, it's pretty special and it always will be special. Yeah. Well, and, and to win it in the most dramatic fashion in probably one of the best sports games I've ever watched. I mean, that has to <laughs> maybe add to the experience. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's amazing no matter what the game would be, 
to win the gold medal, but yeah. like the way you guys won it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was as always. I mean, you look at the rivalry between <laughs> Canada and U.S., and if you were to look up the scores, it's pretty funny. Like sometimes it fluctuates between you could play them in a world championship game, four nations game, tour game, and the score either way could be U.S. winning five one or Canada winning whatever it may be four to nothing like it's and then of course in the biggest moment of our lives and same with world championships the games always seem to be very very close (laughs) for when there's a gold medal at stake it's almost like it's like known to it's like oh here we go again going into overtime yeah um but obviously thankfully it's happened so many times that we were prepared for that you know with our nerves and not expecting it to go into overtime obviously that's the last thing you want you know you want to just win it and have it be done with but there's been many moments where we've had to go through that as a team um and you know and come together have our emotions in check and we obviously got the job done yeah i i have to imagine so i watched the uh the 2014 game in the delivery room with my wife as we're as she was giving oh my gosh yeah yeah (laughs) it was like moments before our four-year-old was born and it was heartbreaking it was a heartbreaking game and for you guys to as a team to live with that for four years planning your revenge like is that on everyone's mind like well i guess and we can get into like when you got on the team and all that stuff but like was that on everyone's mind mm-hmm. every day of training? Um, I, uh, yes and no. I think, um, just trying to back up a bit. So after that game, obviously there's huge disappointment. And, you know, I can't even imagine, like, I mean, I my emotions were through my friends on the team. So seeing the devastation, obviously I did not feel it personally not being on that team, but the year prior to that, a couple of years prior to that, uh, being in the program, being at some camps with those girls that went through that, that are still currently on the team. uh, You get a sense of the work that they put in, the time that they put in, whether it be on the ice, doing mental skills, doing team building, literally devoting every single minute of four four years leading up to that moment your heart breaks a lot for them. Um, But at the end of the day, just like every failure, people find ways to, you know, obviously persevere through that. But I think collectively, excuse me, as a team in 2018, we had a perfect mix of people my age and younger that never experienced that heartbreak, which can also be scary as well because, you know, we, all we know is not all we know, but a lot of what we know knew with the team was success. Like we were very successful leading up to the Olympics, but then we also had the other half of the team that experienced that heartbreak. So I guess to have the power of both sides of emotions come together and create, you know, like the will to really make it happen was pretty powerful. If that makes sense. Like you have a high of sadness, um, but a high of, you know, like knowing what we can accomplish. And we found a happy medium in that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So <clears throat> what what was yep. the journey? I mean, 
in a nutshell, obviously the journey starts like the moment you put on skates, right? But what was yeah. what was the journey like getting on the Olympic team? So the way I describe it, and I mean, still, still to this day, it's there's even close friends and family that it's hard for them to understand because it is complicated yeah. and it's a very long, strenuous journey. And the way I describe it to simplify, or I try to simplify it, is if you were to think of a four-year time period, you have years one, two, and three, where you have two tournaments a year. So year one, you have Four Nations World Championships. Year two, you have Four Nations World Championships. Year three, you have the same thing as well. So obviously your goal is to make that roster every single time there's a, there's a tournament, whether it be four nations or world championships. So through those, you know, competitions, we have training camps that you also need to be invited to. So you get invited to the training camps, uh, essentially to try out for the upcoming event. You have to remake that roster every single time. So that would be two, four, six, six different rosters that you have to make leading up to the Olympic year. Jeez. Um, Obviously, you're not going to, you know, you may not make it every consecutive time, but you hope that, obviously, you hope that you do, you put the work in, like, that's your goal to be on every single roster to, I guess, heighten your chance to, you know, try and get your foot in the door for that Olympic team so that when that fourth year comes around, they take a group of players, so another roster you have to make, um, and it's called centralization. So you make that roster, say it's, 25 to 27 players and this is when we were in Tampa last year so you go to a designated location for a full year leading up to the Olympics and throughout that year of training as a team they make cuts down to the 23 player roster um, all the way up until the Olympic Games Wow, is <clears throat> so that that kind of gives you a yeah how do you do you get how do you handle the nerves of a tryout <sighs> Um, well, I mean, I'm going, <clears throat> going through it right now, actually, being at camp, <laughs> oh, um, no. trying oh. out, you know, trying out again. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting, like at, coming up, like off of an Olympic team, everyone kind of thinks like, oh, so you're, you know, you're going to go for the next Olympics and thinking like four years out, yes, it goes quick, but in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot that, you know, what I just told you that goes into those four years. So trying to, I mean, being here right now, my being in Michigan for our training camp for the world championships. So like I try out for the world championships this year is constantly telling myself to be in the moment. And, you know, obviously you can have the moment of the Olympics, but now it's go time again. Right. So you have to be prepared for, the next thing and so for me taking it one day at a time one training session at a time one meal at a time one hour of sleep at a time um and just being in the now and just enjoying the moment yeah right here right now yeah that's awesome the biggest thing for me yeah what's what's the what are these like what are the uh tryouts and the training camps like like what's the kind of like day-to-day routine um yeah, I mean, it's pretty – so a lot of it depends on um, your coaching staff, actually. You know, the coaching staff that's picking the team. And for this week, you know, obviously – so we play three games in our squad scrimmage. So 
there's 44 of us here um, on a blue team, on a white team. And we are here. We got here Sunday. So, you know, a typical day would be wake up, obviously have your breakfast, um, off-ice warm-up. We practice for about 50 to an hour, um, have an off-ice cool-down. Sometimes you have a strength conditioning session as well, but mainly to get, like, your your muscular system ready for the game. And then you have a game at night. Okay. So that's your, like, typical day or layout. Obviously, you have, like, meetings here and there, some video um, logistics for travel manifest. Um, some people go and do, like, a youth clinic that's here in Michigan to promote the game, um, doing some media stuff. So you get a lot of different things at camp, but, you know, it's it's nice right now. We actually – we're done by 11, and that's, like, unheard of to have the day off if you didn't have to go to certain events, So, which is – why I get the time to speak to you. So that rocks. kind of all depends on the feel. Yeah. To the feel of, um, you know, the coaching staff that you have at the camp and what they expect from you and like where their obligations are. Yeah, definitely that. So mm-hmm. when you're, yeah. when you're on, when you're getting ready and you're like a few weeks out from the Olympics, what's, what does that day to day look like? I mean, are you, you're with the team pretty much 24 seven. Yeah, so <clears throat> for the the whole year leading up to the Olympics, oh, we weren't there for a whole year. We were in Tampa as a team for seven months. So we obviously got to go home for holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we were on the road a lot doing tour games against Canada, playing boys' junior teams um, in preparation for the games. Obviously, I wouldn't say our training was necessarily intense because – I would say leading up to that time period before going to Tampa, it was very intense because you wanted to be close to like your peak performance. And then throughout when we were in Tampa, we had intense, you know, workouts, but it was more geared towards like the way we wanted to play, how we did it that year. So a lot of our training was based around the style of play that we wanted to do. So by the time, the Olympics came around, we were in the best game shape because really at the end of the day, that's, that's what mattered the most, right? Yeah. <laughs> you win or you lose in the game. So yeah. um, a lot of our time spent there was spent at the rink um, doing uh, training sessions there, video sessions, mental skill sessions, basically doing everything that we could during our time there to be ready by the time we left. I think we were in Korea for like a full month. Awesome. So what's when you get there, you yeah. show up and you get to do the like really cool like opening ceremony thing. Like, is it mm-hmm. do you take a step back? Because when you're the person going through it, I have to imagine you're like, yeah. this is normal. This is my day. <laughs> but then, you know, do you take a step yeah. back and you're like, holy crap, I'm in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I must say it did not feel normal. It literally really? felt like maybe you were in like a movie production. Like it was, just, it was, I don't even know how to describe it, but when we first landed in Korea, we landed in Seoul. So we are still like three hours or so away from Pyeongchang. Um, so you actually do what we call team processing, which a lot of Olympians like to talk about because it is pretty, it's, it's fun. It's the whole part of 
um, the beginning of the Olympic experience. So you show up to, it was actually at a hotel this time and they have this whole like warehouse uh, building set up where they have different stations to outfit you for the Olympic games. So like you had a checklist. So the first checklist was Nike. So you had to go through your Nike and get all, you know, fitted for, let's say they had like the podium. They had, I mean, you, you come out with like two bags full of, of Nike stuff. Um, and then next thing was Ralph Lauren. So you got fitted for opening, closing ceremonies, obviously casual wear, like throughout the village. Um, then you go over to Oakley and get like sunglasses, ski goggles, um, you name it. Basically every sponsor for Team USA at the Olympics, there's like uh, booths or like rooms that you go through where you got like all the get up gear, which is like, that's probably one of the coolest parts obviously about it. But um, that's when you kind of realize like, wow, like, this is really happening because yeah. everyone's wearing the same stuff, whether you're a figure skater, hockey player, bobsled, like, you know, you're all, you're just team USA. Like that was the moment they're like, okay, we're all on the same team, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then we went to the village, got our apartment condos and started training right away. That's cool. Ah, wow. It like was pretty cool. That is cool. What's the opening ceremony? Yeah. Like as you're walking out, is it I, that I didn't even actually think about what, what you just said. Like everyone's coming from all these different disciplines and all your training camps are in different parts of the United States. And then finally being mm -hmm. there as one big team, like that's really cool. It was so, it was, it's so epic to think about. It really was. It's, probably will be the the greatest honor um of my life probably looking back on it you know even though it was now it's close to already being a year ago which is just like it's crazy wow um you know you've been like busy since then which makes like time it's it's unbelievable how quick time flies by yeah it's insane yeah so i guess i i want to hear about the gold medal game and i'm really curious like in the locker room beforehand, knowing that you're playing your arch rivals for a gold medal, which I'm sure you guys kind of expected to play them. Um, mm -hmm. But how do you, how does the coach, how does your coach handle the like nerves and the tense nature of that moment? Uh, I think it's, you know, it's pretty natural for, any human being in any given big moment of their life to have a little bit of nerves. If you didn't, then, you know, I don't know, <laughs> uh, not human, you know, yeah. if that's the case, you know, whether yeah. it be, but in, in my sense, like my nerves weren't necessarily doubt. It was more excitement. It was excitement, like excitement for the opportunity, butterflies for the event, like everything. Like when I talked to, um, younger kids about the experience and they ask like, you know, what did it feel like? And I say, I always say to them, like, quite honestly, like the night before the Olympics or the uh, gold medal game, sorry, excuse me, was like the best night of sleep that I got, which is very strange to think about. Um, but when I woke up, it was like, I was like, I'm like, it was like Christmas morning. Like that was like the <laughs> feeling of it, you know, when you're like a little kid, um, and just the pure excitement and happiness and joy that everyone was feeling for that game. None of us had any doubt whatsoever. 
That's awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool. I think that mentality is what makes you guys champions, right? Like not being nervous about you can't you at that level at like the highest level of whatever Mm -hmm. you can't have the the doubts even creep in, you know, like you have to just be like, yeah, you have to be doing it for the fun of it. And like when I think back to the Olympics, obviously your guys game is something I just remember as being like one of the greatest moments ever. But I also remember Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to remember her name and I feel bad, but like one of the snowboarders, um, I just Mm -hmm. remember this moment where she did her second run on the half pipe and she locked it. She locked the gold medal. And it was like, I was just really, yes, Chloe Kim. And I was like, so excited to see what the third run was going to be like, because I'm like, Whoa, we get to watch the best in the world. Who's already won. Just completely relaxed. She already won. And she completely relaxed and destroyed it. And so it sounds like if you're going into the game, relaxed, not maybe not relaxed is might not be the best word, but like at least as a group, like this is going to be fun with the mentality of like, this is going to be like a great moment. (laughs) I think that's way more beneficial. I'm probably going to steal that if I ever (laughs) (laughs) for my speeches going forward, because that is literally to a T perfect how you describe that moment because I was thinking back watching her go on her third round I'm like she literally already won and you're like what is you know what is she gonna do and here she gets the highest score yeah it's like yeah now that I'm thinking about that moment that was so freaking cool it, like, but that I mean it gives me chills how, to think about it was, that's how it was with our team was I mean this is you know, my personal outlook on, you know, the, the chemistry going into the game, literally remember every detail of it. It's like, Hey, you know, like collectively as a group, it's like, how many times have we played these guys realistically so many times? So why does it this time? It's not going to be any different. It's the same team. It's the same lines. It's the same sport. We've all played our whole entire lives. Like just have the mentality of it's us and them playing on a sheet of ice. You know, aside from that, nothing else. It's all white noise. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and we just like ran with that, and we had so much fun. That's awesome. Is there any specific moments? Because obviously, everyone remembers the the shootout at the end and the overtime. But is there any moments mm-hmm. from your perspective where you're like, I really remember this one very specific moment in the game. Um, like, does any of that stand mm-hmm. out? I think going into overtime, um, you know, after we, I didn't, I don't know like the number specifically, but maybe tied it around like five minute mark left, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. So for us to tie it, that's, you automatically have the momentum. So going into overtime, if you were to walk into our locker room, it was like, it was, it was powerful, but like you just said, couple minutes ago it was very relaxed which is you know and and in in those moments you look towards your leaders of the group right you look at Megan Duggan um Casey Bellamy Hillary Knight you know Decker there's tons of names that you just your attention is drawn to them and I remember just looking at Megan Duggan and she was so in the zone but she was smiling she's like you know there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to do this but she 
had like you just saw like all her power within her and that just like I mean it personally energized me but it also comforted me and made me relaxed because I'm like yeah heck yeah we got this like I don't you know there's there's no nerves going into overtime and in overtime we completely dominated that's awesome so I knew that no matter if it was I I didn't even know the format like no matter if it goes into another overtime or how it's going to end we're gonna we're there's no doubt that we're gonna win um, and wow. I'm pretty sure they, I, I think they miss like a, an empty net or hit a post and that's just like bizarre to me, but it's like, Hey, they weren't meant to win yeah. this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. like last week when I was preparing to talk to you, I watched a whole bunch of uh, like rewatched the highlights of the game and stuff. And I don't, I can't remember what the video was, but there was one video where there was a shot of the uh the shootout and the sh- the view was like from your guys bench and it was like over the shoulder mm-hmm. of someone <laughs> on your team and as i was watching yeah. it and you you see the final like you know when you guys won you see the when you guys yeah. stopped canada from scoring on the last shootout and I legitimately started tearing up and I texted my wife yeah. and I was like, I am crying. I am right now. So <laughs> thanks for making me cry. <laughs> Sorry. But I was like, I'm not I, kidding. This no, is... that's fine. It's good. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It good is timing powerful. To be, camp, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know how else to describe it except I was like, Whoa, I am moved right now. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is so like, I just think when you watch, the Olympics and you see these people who have worked so unbelievably hard to get there, like so hard that like most of us cannot even fathom how hard they worked. And Mm -hmm. then you see them accomplish their dream. I'm like, there's nothing better than that. It is. It's pretty epic. It's pretty cool. Sorry for making Um, you cry. I almost made myself cry. No, 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 no. It's good. No, happy, happy tears. They didn't come down my cheeks. So we're good. Um, I think what was pretty funny about that moment was the whole time. So one of our captains on, you know, pretty legendary, uh, Casey Bellamy. She, I looked over at her. She didn't watch any of the shootout. (laughs) She just had her head down the, the entire time. And I remember, if we scored, if we didn't score, if Maddie made a save, she didn't make a save. I said, you know what? It's not over until it's over. So I wasn't going to react in any shape, way or form. I was just going to stand there and just wait for it to be done. And then I can, then my emotions can come. Like I literally was just like blank staring the entire time, just waiting for it to be over. But as soon as Jocelyn scored, I, I'm like, there's no way Augusta is going to score twice on Maddie. She's too good for that. So even like right before Augusta even touched the puck to go down the shootout, I was like, "We're we're literally gonna win. We're gonna win in five, four. It was, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. that's amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I I I gotta like. So if you, I mean, obviously, you're. It's funny talking to you because it's like, yeah, but you're still in the process of working at all of this and hopefully mm-hmm. getting back mm-hmm. back on the you know on the Olympic team and all that um you know for 3 years from now but uh when you go and you speak to younger kids cuz I'm a middle school teacher mm-hmm. and I have yeah. we're in a hockey like area of Denver like our hockey team here is like really good 
And I have a lot of girls who are on the hockey team and I teach them, like, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, or what, what kind of like lessons would you want to pass on to them? Hmm. I would say that I think hockey is a sport. I mean, same, any team sport, but hockey specifically, just because I've lived it, is a very strong community team sport. So with that being said, as you go through your career, whether you're a mite or a college player, um, just going through the process, maybe you don't even have any aspirations to make it to an Olympic team or a college team, and you're just solely there for passion and love, and that, that is 100% fine. My advice to literally everyone, no matter your status or your dreams, is to surround yourself by good teammates. Surround yourself by the teammates that you're going to learn things from them outside of hockey that are going to help you throughout life. Like hockey is a, a sport where you can learn so much to help you in your future that doesn't even have to do with hockey. And for me, when I was surrounded by certain players on a team for a couple years leading up to the Olympics, without them even knowing, they, you know, and me knowing really is they prepared me so well for those moments, like those tough moments where you say like, oh, how are you not nervous? Like, well, when I think back, like I learned this from so-and-so and and I grew because of that. I think that's just the biggest thing in sport is, is growing through other peers and learning with them, not by yourself. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Surround yourself by the people you, you aspire to be one day. That's awesome. Is that one of the things mm-hmm. that draws you to hockey or drew you to hockey? I think so. Um, obviously, aside from like the just loving the physical game of it. Yeah. Um, I just love being part of a team, having a going through a process with a group of people and, and learning how that process is going to like what's having an end goal, but also building through that process. But you're not building, you're never building alone, which is the coolest part of it. And you learn, you know, obviously leadership, accountability, like there's so much that you learn throughout that process. And that's what I think is most valuable. That's amazing. Well, Amanda, you're awesome. And I wish you the best of luck at your training camp. Seriously, this has been like truly an honor for me. It's been really, really cool. So thank you. Well, thanks. And if I'm ever in Denver, I would love to come out and chat with with your school. That oh, would be pretty fun. That would rock. That would be so cool. I don't get out there a lot, but if I ever if I ever do, um, whether it be for skiing, because I would love to go skiing <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Like, count me in to stop by. That, I would love that. That would rock, definitely. Yeah, let me know for sure. All right, that wraps up this week's summer replay. Uh, Huge thanks to Amanda again. It's been a few years. It's kind of weird doing these and then posting them online because I'm like, I wonder if the people that I interview are going to be like, wait a second, is he just now posting this? Like we talked like 
two and a half, three years ago at this point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but once again, like I've ever since recording this one, like I've been super honored to be able to sit down and talk with Amanda and kind of hear about, uh, what the Olympics are like and really what that gold medal game was like. Cause still, even to this day, I think that was in, I want to say 2018, uh, one of the best sports games that I've ever watched. That was nuts. But, uh, but yeah, so anyways, uh, that wraps up the show. We will be back next week. Uh, hope you all are having a lot of your own amazing summer adventures and yeah, uh definitely definitely fun i'm i have been lining up episodes um for next fall like the new episode season two quote unquote um so uh getting excited for that um but definitely enjoying kind of the break from uh recording new stuff so anyways we will get back at you then and yeah we'll give you a little update all right see ya